Welcome to another Living in the Past. Uh, this one is a bit different from our usual one. We're not doing a month of the 90s today. We are doing a track-by-track track, uh, intense <laughs> talk about the uh, Pearl Jam's second album that was released in 1993. How do you know it's intense? It hasn't even begun yet. Because the last two that we did was pretty intense. Uh, that is my co-host, Ben. And, Hello. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we are talking about, yeah, Versus... Uh, Pearl Jam's uh, second uh, second album, and also the first album at the time to have sold uh, nine hundred fifty thousand copies in one week, and that was when they kept they, they were basing that on a five day week, not a seven day week. So nine hundred fifty thousand copies in five days, which is allegedly amazing, but they only started keeping these records two years earlier. So <laughs> yeah, who knows what may have happened before that. If it beats uh, um, I Will Always Love You, then it's a certified banger. <laughs> Which this album is start to finish. Oh, man. Uh, this is probably... like we, we talked a lot about 10 when we did 10 by, tra- track by track. This one was my formative one because uh, 10 was like 91. I was like 9. So I wasn't really sort of present for... Uh, all the um, the marketing, lots of stuff. Now I'm like a I'm a big uh, 11 year old. <laughs> I know what's going on. I'm no. a man of the world. Yeah. Um, I remember my brother had a massive uh, versus poster in his room for uh, most of my most of his life there um, at our house. It was the big black one with like the white silhouette of Eddie, and um, yeah, it just said, and that was the one that said like 950,000 copies. Of oh, one not week. just a giant sheep on his wall. No, he hasn't got a big, big giant sheep, no. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, front, that front cover is... What an uh, odd poster to have. Yeah, it was. But I, was, I just remember it being massive. I think he actually got it from a record store. They just said, like, you can have it if you want. Probably worth something now. I don't know what he's got. They've still got it. Um, that, let's start with that front cover. Uh, if, if, you've never, if you've never seen the front cover of uh, Pearl Jam Versus, why are you listening to this? Um, it is a sheep stuck in a fence. <laughs> Um, is it know. stuck or is it biting the fence? I always thought it was a sh- it was bi- it was it was stuck in the fence, like. And I heard that they um they just went to because uh, I know that this was recorded in a rural Californian sort of countryside. I'm not sure whether this the photo was taken around that time as well, but um, there's a few yeah actually like uh, and there's a few um photos from that trip where the the um because like. In the in the liner notes, there's um, Eddie with the uh, the clown mask, um, and there's also uh, oh yeah yes, and then there's um, a couple of other photos that you can see. I haven't actually put. I actually grabbed my CD out and pulled out the uh, the original liner notes, and it's uh, it's they still got it still folds out like a map, and I'm like that's annoying. <laughs> I was like, when do when do they make books? I was about to ask if you still had the CD. I knew that you would still have the CD. Yeah. And I well, and yeah. I'm sure I've got it somewhere too. You you got the vinyl of it. I do. Um, I think I've got two because one magically had some ridiculously big scratch on it, but I couldn't <laughs> throw it away, so I just went and got another one. <laughs> nice. Um. So yeah. Uh. 
let's, let's sort of set the scene before we talk about the um the album track by track. Um, ninety one ten comes out. It's a huge runaway success. Like the birth of grunge. It's it's um they're going on tour. They go on Lollapalooza. Uh, they're just, they're very in demand. Um, they stop playing, uh, like they do pink pop in, um, is it Sweden or Holland? Uh, not Holland. I feel like it's Denmark or Denmark. So they do that. Um, Ooh, we should have known that. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, you know, you've, you've probably seen the, um, the footage of it. It's a huge place and, uh, Eddie's in this realization that they're they're not a, a small club playing band anymore. Um, uh, they briefly in 1992, as we covered, uh, they put two songs on the uh, single soundtrack uh, featuring Breath and Stay Love and Trust. Uh, Stay Love and Trust being my favorite song of theirs ever, uh, and starred in the movie too. <laughs> so I say I say starred appeared in the movie too. Um, then they go into no, they starred. <laughs> uh, they had more they had more personality than matt dillon uh i can tell you right that um but uh you've got uh uh so they, then they go sort of into the yeah the california countryside and they find this they they get brendan brendan o'brien produces the album um start of a long client long time collaboration with him and they start recording their second album uh eddie doesn't like it there eddie's not a big fan of the place um, Eddie's too comfortable. He, he likes. He thinks it's going too smoothly. Um, that I've heard. Uh, that I've read in uh, recent articles. Have you read that? Yeah. So I was reading about that the other night. That he would just take off in his truck. He'd drive like an hour or so away. And just sleep in his truck or just get out and get away from it all. Which I found very odd. I had no idea. I knew that he'd felt like the whole five against one thing is a theme a little bit in the album. Yeah. I knew that he felt a little bit everyone against him, but I didn't know that he was actually physically escaping occasionally yeah because if you look at um like this there was talk of that they they used to play like baseball in the morning before they started to record but he was definitely like not i mean i i I don't know like you got to give some myth to it as well like i mean maybe maybe it wasn't as bad as all that then like apparently wma comes from a night he spent in his truck um and witnessing stuff about homeless people in, in the area um but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I know that <laughs> Dave Abruzitz had um, had had joined the band, uh, and Eddie, all power to him, never even pretended that he liked him. <laughs> I can't imagine that dynamic. I don't know how you would coexist when. Uh, I just I can't imagine it. I read. Why would ins- you do that? I read an interview on in Rolling Stone where they did a feature. On and the the uh, it might have been I'm 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 gonna say maybe Cameron Crowe wrote it but maybe he didn't but like it's he seems to be very Probably. familiar with the man so um the very like one of the third paragraph of the article it describes the band sitting around looking at artwork for the album and then Dave Abruzzi's the new drummer who Eddie hates casually says so <laughs> is so is daughter gonna be the first single off the album. And this is printed in an interview that goes out in the the biggest role, the biggest music publication at the time. It says the band turns around and looks at him. What the fuck are you talking about? We don't care about singles. Blah blah blah. And it's like even Rolling Stones not on Dave Rebrizzi's side. <laughs> yeah, he just didn't really get on board with the band's entire vibe, and 
what they were going for at all. No. And it's kind of sad because, I mean, he wasn't wrong in anything he was doing. That's what bands do. That's They promote. They sell themselves. They want to do well. Yeah. But they just never cared about that. That's not what they came to do. It just happened to happen. It's like probably a lot of read the room, Dave, going on. <laughs> um, but yeah. to wit, um, we should, he actually has a lot to do with the first song on the album, Go, because he actually wrote uh, the guitar part. Um, the uh, that that starts the entire album off. Um, uh, so let's go into that. Let's, we, we go. We, so what we did last time, we did it with Nevermind and Ten. Uh, we go through track by track, and then we we did it. I thought it was a top three. Apparently, it's a top five tracks of the album. Is this what we're doing? Oof, this is going to be tough. Should we do three or five? I mean, if we did five last time, then uh, let's go let's, five. Let's do five. Um, so yeah. Uh, so. Sit along with us. It's going to be a long one, but you know it's it's going to be well worth it because this is a, this is a thing we both love, uh, and I think you'll you you'll hear that within the next. I think you've already heard it for like from the first ten minutes of this. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, let's talk about go. So um, I love the fact that uh, I mean this is one of the best openers of an album ever. Um, it has like a it, they they they. I'm glad they didn't do like a wraparound master slave uh little thing at the start but they do have a little bit of like noodling um yeah lots of uh lots of uh feedback and a very very bright bass stringed jeff jeff Ament. <laughs> it's gonna be ages to work out like of what of course you can hear the bass oh man can you not hear the bass it's amazing uh so and then it starts so bombastically with that din 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 i mean I've heard it live. I'm sure you've heard it live many times more. Um, it's because live Maybe. they just they just start with that with with that the din din din. It's it's electrifying. It's probably one of my my favorite songs um, on the album. But maybe my top five. I don't know. Um, do you like? What do you think? It's very Go. very good. I I do love Go. Um, for the longest time, I could have just interchanged it with Animal. They were just Ooh. the same song to me. Ooh. And I love them both, but <laughs> I think they're just so similar. They're so fast, and to be you know side by side at the start of the album, I I always just kind of I would often forget which one was which. Um, <laughs> I know that's very that's not right for a a Pearl Jam fan of my stature to say, but I would often get them confused. I disagree. Not when I'd hear them. When I hear, it, I know what it is, <laughs> but by name, I'm like, which one's that? <laughs> No, no, I disagree. Um, <laughs> it's um, you disagree oh, no. that I think they're the same song sometimes. Yeah, I, just, I disagree that, that uh, of your life experience. <laughs> um, uh, no, I think that it's um, uh, it's it's got everything an opening to an album needs because like they sort of um, think what you want. Like, I think they've always had. I can't actually think of a. Oh, I mean, except for No Code with um, sometimes. Would that be the only soft opener? Or oh nah, they they do interchange it a little bit because like you've got right act, you've got um yeah yeah. But for these first three, I mean, because like the next album, Biology with Last Exit, I reckon's a banger opener too. Um, but yeah, this one. But I getting think... back to these two, do you, do you not think that Animal is just a slightly slower version of Go? Think about it. It has a, it has a similar it. riff. It has a sim- I'll give it a similar riff. Yes. Um, yes. But it does. but uh, 
that solo by McCready is amazing. Um, it's, I remember thinking, because did you ever see uh, Pearl Jam when they did those on Rage? Uh, Rage made a Rage made a film clip for it. I don't know if a Rage made it, but maybe like it was just a film clip that just like was highlights from like uh, Jeremy Evenflow Oceans spliced together. Weird. Okay, then. Sure. Yeah, I don't think it's an official Pearl Jam clip, but like it's it was it, yeah. Um, I'll show. I, I might even put it on the Instagram. Like it was just weird. Like because <laughs> like, uh, very famously after Jeremy, um, I think uh, Eddie's like we're not going to do any more videos. So I mean. Can you imagine, like, Epic, like, the record company just begging for a daughter video? Yeah, because I think... Didn't they have four or five or six singles from this album? Oh, man, yeah, I feel like? yeah. Um, this being one of them. Um, and no official videos. Yeah. Uh, and this also had... Um, this, the single for Go, had one of my favourite B-sides, and maybe one of my favourite songs, um, Alone. Uh, was recorded um, on that one. So, wait. So you like alone more than State of Love and Trust now? No, no, no. But like, I think as far as <laughs> banger B sides go, I think it's 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 pretty good. Um, I don't know if it was part of this recording session. It's, it sounds a little bit more ten era for me, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so. Uh, have you ever seen that live alone? Yeah. Oh, you dick. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. It's good. Hey, he asked. It doesn't pack the same sort of punch that you'd want it to. Like well, State of Love and Trust. You well, can You know there's those songs, studio version and live versions, they they hit harder live and some songs yeah. just can't hit harder live than they do in yeah, the studio. I get that. That's yeah. kind of one of them. I mean, from my experience it is. The flip side of that being Oceans. I reckon Oceans Live sounds better than the recorded set version, but we're not we're not here to talk about oceans. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was last that was two years ago, man. <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to say is, uh, I mean, just talking about the B side to Co Single, uh, when they released Lost Dogs, their, their B sides album, they also put a different version of most songs on it, and I think the version on that one's not as good as this, um, the one you hear on the single. But yeah, that's fine. That's around their remastering time i think when a lot of songs got redone that may or may not have needed it i like how um is it in the liner notes for that one or, or an interview i heard they said like why did you why did you change the versions for lost dogs and their the response was because we wanted to <laughs> i was like that's such an honest <laughs> answer <laughs> yeah um let's move on to animal um animal for me uh this always signifies uh so my brother had a a VHS compilation of a lot of these like video clips and um and uh, live performances. He had the '93 MTV Music Awards where they played Animal and Rocking the Free World. So my memory of Animal was always uh, one that performance and two because it was one of the first cassette singles I ever bought. And the front cover of it is a chicken in a gloomy looking <laughs> gloomy looking hen house. Because that's what grunge is. Yeah, it's gloomy looking chickens in a hen house. Uh, yep, so we already think we already know that you think animals like pretty much go go part do. <laughs> well, no, it'd be go part three because why go is go part one. <laughs> go is go part two. Uh, so and then animal rounds up. Like I really like animal. It's a very good song. 
It's the first song I learned to play on here. have that recorded. That I do enjoy it. Okay. Apparently, it was a uh, a riff that um, Stone noodled around with, like um, with the guitar tech, and they're like, "Oh, you should do that." So, yeah, I'm not sure. This is just like I've, I, I checked out boring Stone story. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I played it, and then I just wrote it. That's the story. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you ever seen the? Uh, have you ever seen that '93 MTV Music Awards? Uh, Firstly, I uh, would have seen it many, many times years ago. Yes. Firstly, Eddie's looking a bit chubbier. Like that's what we always like. Uh, you know, you can tell that he's uh, touring's been good to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, uh, he's he's definitely got the corduroy. Like he's rocking that corduroy jacket. Um, and apparently, this is the awards where he he danced with um, uh, Kurt underneath the oh Kurt stage. under the stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is like the very pinnacle of like they hated each other but that was um yeah you know, behind the scenes stuff and all that stuff but like um alleged but, hate but they 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 uh won a bunch of awards for jeremy um and i do remember they brought the kid that played jeremy back up on stage and like he's like oh he's alive <laughs> and um <laughs> um which yeah, nirvana just... did that for the uh never mind baby oh man can i stop hearing about that douchebag for a while what the fuck um no. Yeah, so uh, apparently the animal was written back in 1990 and was called Weird A. I'm assuming for the um, the key that it's in, but yeah. Yeah, that, that's how everyone writes a song, is just you name it after the chords that are used. <laughs> yeah. Well, Powderfinger did, D-A-F. <laughs> literally, literally the chords in the song. Um, so let's move on to Daughter. And I was thinking about this today, and I was—I uh, have a question for you, because uh, to a hardcore Pearl Jam fan, and even a casual Pearl Jam fan who's seen him a couple of times, you know that daughter is um, always ended with a bit of a tag on. They always put like a a, a a song at the end. Not always. Well, most of the time. Most of the time. Um, yeah. Is it? And I, I I love a lot of those tag ons like the. Um, if you've seen touring band um it's got the the classic um it's okay um i really like wma tagged on um uh, onto it that's, the, that was... that's probably my favorite one that's got to be the best yeah um is daughter a good song of its own right or are you always waiting to see what the tag's going to be oh i mean it's hard because part of the excitement of hearing it is knowing that something could be coming, something special could be coming, or just something extra. Yeah, because uh, I don't play WMA often by itself. Yes. So when daughters play, you're like, "Oh, this could be the day we hear WMA," or something. Um, <laughs> had it not been so consistently tagged with something, yeah, I think it's good enough to stand on its own. I still really do enjoy the song. Yeah, so I, I, it is kind of overshadowed by what's coming after it. I listened to it today, and like I was thinking about it because I, I always, yeah, when it was um, played live, it's like, oh, what are they going to do? It still shreds as itself. Like that solo when it comes in is just it's short. And the thing is, like, it's a, it's it's actually a really short song. It's like just a pinch over three minutes. Um, and usually they'd fade out like the shades go down bit and the new in the radio anyway. So, um, 
but it's a it it gets to the point. It's got a really good hook. It's just one of their best songs, one of their best singles. I would say maybe even the best single. My uh, everlasting memory and connection with this song is not seeing it at the time, but remember Kazar. Kazar <laughs> uh, was yeah. Kazar, like Napster, but videos and songs and... Nah, I don't know that. Did That's... you not have Kazar? No, I didn't have Napster either. Kazar was a, uh, like a downloading app. I guess it was an app before apps. Um, fuck. <laughs> so you would like, you'd go onto these peer-to-peer websites and you would download stuff that hopefully is what the title said it was. Wasn't mm. always the case. But I got the video of them doing Daughter on Saturday Night Live. Because ah. I've read about Eddie doing this Kurt tribute and he opens up his shirt and he taps his chest with a little K on it. Yeah, yeah. But the best memory I have from this was just Mike McCready's face as he does the solo for this song. Oh, man. He loves it. And I think he it's can do so it. so good. He can just do it like blindfolded. Like it's... Because it's, yeah. hu- it's not a huge McCready Behind solo. Behind his back. Yeah. Um... Tuned into G, it's a nice thing to be. That's um, oh, a nightmare, though. It's a nightmare to get back, but yeah. Um, the single for this one I also had, uh, and it introduced the world to Yellow Leadbetter, uh, the live recording. It was Blood and Le- Yellow Leadbetter on my single. Um, so I think Yellow Leadbetter, I don't think it was ever... Was, Strange uh, mix. I don't think the recording... Uh, like it must have been ten recording, but I'm not sure. They, I mean, they were they were ending shows with it already, I think. But yeah, uh... <laughs> an odd thing to have as a B side because it's not meant to be recorded. They're nonsense classic. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> Moving on from um, from daughter, uh, going on to glorified G, which used to be one of my favourites, and now listening. Why to is that? Like, <laughs> um, I I don't like I I think it's just because um I was obviously I didn't buy the album when it first came out I heard it through my uh, my brother's wall, but that like glorified version of a pellet gun which I I, I didn't even know it was I, I heard the word gun glorified and it was like ah it's a funny song. Um, Did you I also think, hear pelican? Yeah, pelican or um no yep. I definitely heard gun because I remember I remember I was like oh, that Nirvana band has that gun song which was in bloom. And it's like, and it's Pearl Jam song's got this gun song. <laughs> it's like maybe they're just like gun nuts. Uh, but yeah, um, Glorified G. I don't know how it's one of those ones that I've, when I tried playing guitar, I can never like. There's a bend going on with that song that just it can only be done by. Um, I think it's Mike who does it. So um, it's an odd yeah. Song. Listening back to this, this is a bit general over the entire album. And getting way too ahead of ourselves with current albums that they've done, or more recently, mm. they haven't evolved and changed as much as I thought. I thought they'd got a bit more boring or less exciting, but mm. their guitar, the way they lay, the way they play it, is still quite similar. They're just using different tones, which yeah. hadn't really struck me until I listened to this album over and over and over. I think... um. This song in particular just it, glorified it, uh, G is a good example of that. I feel like it's, yeah, was my it, point. It it could it could be this one could have been a B side, um, 
should have been a B-side. It written about uh, Dave Rebrizitz, uh the drummer, um, saying, but he basically said all these things. He said, "I've got a gun." In fact, I've got two. Um, yeah, just uh, I I do love Eddie saying Phil Kindred to be American. That's just like there's a lot of that sort of stuff. If you listen to this, this album through uh, headphones, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background, um, especially in um, Rearview Mirror. There's like a bit, bunch of vocal stuff that's sort of left in um, that's uh, interesting to listen to. to if it'd be interesting to isolate. Um, but yeah, this one, I don't know. Uh, I used to like it a lot. and It does um, have some good lines. I'll give it that. Uh, but this one sounds very empty live. I remember when I listened to the um, the famous, because like the the uh, the Atlanta Georgia show um, from the tour from the versus tour was one of the the, the uh, most heard sort of boot. Well, it wasn't bootleg; it was actually released officially. And uh, they played Glorified G there, and I, I saw the track listing before I listened to it. That then I was like, oh, cool. And then when I heard, it, I'm like, oh, it sounds a bit. It needs a bit more to it. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying. There's some songs that can hit hard live and then some that just yeah fall flat. And again, I guess that's the layering with the guitars and it doesn't always translate yeah. live very well. Um, moving on to Dissident. Uh, what's your... Skip. You, you, you take, like, Skip. Right? Right? Yeah. I have had... I, I actually used to really like this song, and then I saw it live. I was like, fuck, this is boring. Oh, my God, and yes. I just I can never look at it the same. I have arguments with uh, Pearl Jam fans, like, not recently, because, you know, <laughs> I didn't go out. But um, back in the day, <laughs> I, I and with my friends, like, everyone loved this song. And I, I was like, it's just, it, it, it's drags, it's boring. I don't know. I, I don't know whether the band even likes it it was released as a single and like the, the the only good thing about that is that the single they released with it was like seven songs from that live in atlanta show i just talked about um was released with it so i was like that's pretty cool but um that show by the way showcased a new song called whipping um better man and also satan's bed but it's called i'm already in love i believe there's an interview or someone just asked him and it made its way through fan circles that Mike's least favorite songs to play, Whipping was one. Oh, yeah? And I'm quite sure Dissident is another because there's just not a lot going on. When I've seen them play Whipping and he just run laps, he physically runs laps around <laughs> the while they're playing it just so, like, he's got something to do. Nice. Um, and, yeah, I think Dissident's very similar because it's just... It's basically a Foo Fighters song. But, like... Oh, I thought he would love it because it's like he's center, he's center field for the whole thing. Like, like it's, it's like a huge guitar solo song. But it's not like a jam song. It's just they just play the song as it is. Yeah. Um, uh, it's. I was intrigued to find out it's about a fugitive. I didn't know that. I always thought it was a relationship song. Well, I heard that like it was but maybe there you go. a sister song or like it's connected to uh, Why Go. I don't know. Um, that, that could make sense, yeah. I think that we discussed that in the uh, 10, <laughs> track by track. Uh, so going on to, and now, yeah, this WMA. Let's talk about WMA, WMA white male American. Um, I love Potential this song. number one. Potential, yeah. Um, it's so good. I could 
listen to this and I have uh, portions of my life listen to it daily. Um, I, uh, simplicity in the lyrics, but like, um, and also like the baseline, the baseline is just a constant thing throughout the entire thing. And the drums are the constant. So, but it's just, it's, it, it has echoes of where they're going for no code with that sort of like, um, the world, the world beats rhythm sort of thing, like of like in my tree and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but man, um, to release this, this as a song after ten, it's it's so off brand from at the time, but it's it's it still fits. It's amazing. I I know you mentioned at the start about what this song was about and where it came from. There was an interview I found this week where Eddie I'm going to say Eddie alleges because sometimes lies fester into stories and the story <laughs> becomes a lie. So yep. who knows what's real? But he said he was out with a friend one night or he's just hanging out with a guy or near a guy uh, who was black and he said I was dressed like I looked disgusting I was in, I hadn't brushed my teeth for days raggedy old clothes hadn't washed my hair I just looked a mess and a cop comes up and starts borrowing, bothering the guy that I'm with and he looks nice he looks tidy he looks clean looks a hundred times better than I do and he started getting all this hassle right because he's black He's like, this is where the song started from. Yeah, I think I've heard this as well, yeah. yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, well, I, I heard that and also, like, the the apparently, yes, Sleeping in His Car um, like, had something to do with it as well. But, yeah, look, I mean, both definite candidates for, um, for that. Um, it's strange that it hasn't made more waves recently, that they haven't used it more as... I guess they're not the kind of band to use this as an anthem, but it's so fitting for everything that's happened the last five or ten years, or oh, like definitely. since the song came out. It's it's always been relevant. Everything they're saying. Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's definitely something that they could use as a railing sort of cry now, and like maybe who knows, like maybe when they to a next year like it might be like a state because it is I, I think it's one of those songs that they don't put in the set all the time but um yeah i just um breaking down some of the the bits in this song um i've always loved the bit where um it says jesus greets me he looks just like me and there's this like little uh reverb guitar like strum of a chord and it's just i don't know it's just nice it's just like there's those little bits there um uh like they're obviously exper- experimenting more with um tones and like pedals and all sorts of stuff like they they definitely get the um the rhythm and everything right for this song uh but yeah definite definite contender for number and one and again thing. it's 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 the layering they do it's not like here's the three chords for the song just play the chords yeah it's just adding those weird little parts here and there that and i guess that's part of probably Brendan O'Brien as well and his influence in making oh, it more than just chords. Maybe, like, I mean, I don't know what... Uh, oh, before we get any any further, um, I was just going to say, it would benefit from a uh, documentary series, just like the Get Back Beatles one. Have you watched any of that yet? No, I didn't know it was out yet. Yep. Uh, two and a half hours oh. for the first part. <laughs> and apparently every part is two and a half hours. It goes day by day. Um, I've watched about half an hour. Um, you, you, 
you are going to love it, being the Beatles maniac that you are. Um, I don't know if I am anymore. Man, no, this will bring you right back. Like, if you want, it's literally sitting with a band who's just been told that they've got two weeks to record 14 songs and they're just noodling. Like, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Um, for as a, like, I don't know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even quantify it as like being as a, like, as a, like, you know, somewhat musician sort of thing that it's just interesting. It's just, man, this is the sort of stuff that I like eat up. I just love watching like a creative process like that. So, um, I, I really like single video theory that they released with Yield, like Pearl Jam did, because it shows that, um, I love when they're, they're, they're writing wishlist basically. And they're like, oh, this, this is how I think we should go. And it's like, ah, oh, they're just like us really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they bicker and, and niggle just like regular folk. Yeah. And the um, fact always bothered me in single video theory when they're talking about getting to the e-boats, like, you're recording it. Just cut it in. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you can't get to one? <laughs> oh, man, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, so going back into Pearl Jam, uh, after our Beatles left turn, um, WA... Uh, Slides off into the distance, very, very cool, and then we are like assaulted with uh, blood. There's no, there's not even a, t- a count in. It's just, it just starts it's just. Um, one of two songs that my brother left off the first tape he recorded for me because he thought there was uh, too much swearing at the time for me and didn't want to get in trouble with my mum. Uh, I think you can guess which the other, what the other song was. Um, so up until uh, I think halfway through '94. I didn't know that Blood or Leash was on this album. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the best as well. Mm. When I used to get asked like, or told that the music I listened to was not very hard or heavy, Blood was my go-to song, thinking like, yeah, Blood's really heavy and loud and fast. Oh, man. And it's really not that bad in comparison to like a metal band, but as a Pearl Jam kid, it's oh, full on. It's heavy. And it's just... Uh, like, I remember... Um, hearing it live and it's just uh it's it's just it's it's so good um hits even better live yeah uh i think it's on um imagining cornice uh they they do blood on that and it's like even um then like you know what is that uh uh 15 years in the future it's it still bangs like this they they still can nail it sort of thing so um yeah the uh i always thought it was about uh, drugs. I'm not sure. Like I remember in, in the book, because um, there's like a, a sort of a drawing in there of a of a blood coming over an arm, but I think there's a needle there too somewhere. And I'm just like, but yeah, I I believe it's like more. Uh, this is this is what he's this is this is what he bleeds like he bleeds music and creativity and lots of stuff, and that's that's what he 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 needs. I mean, that's where I get from it. I thought it was sure. a bit more feeling like an extension of uh animal that he was feeling used and abused and yeah as an artist type thing or the band was or this is not just like you know a fad or anything like that like we're not flannel where this is my blood like this is yeah um yeah the line where he says i always thought he said painted yeah but when he says paint ed big turn Ed into one of his enemies. I assume he's talking about himself and how just the you rise can't... of fame or the pressure. And I don't think you can really hear that until it's live. 
because in in live he sort of accents the ed a bit better because it, I thought it was um it instead of ed yeah but yeah um moving on to my favorite song for years was Ruby Mirror uh they played it on Saturday Night Live with Daughter and Not for You but um it was the first song like when I when I nailed that guitar part like the 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 riff that goes throughout the song I thought I was yeah guitar king um <laughs> it's it's such a good song um i will say a bit boring live because i usually extend it like quite long because <laughs> i was I, to the point yeah. that when i because it's probably the first time i really listened to this album like some of these songs of this album for ages um when i listened to it uh this week i kept expecting it to be longer and then they sort of cruise back into the i'm like oh okay that's good <laughs> <laughs> this is fine now. This is how it's supposed this to be. This is a good length song. Yeah. Um I love the overdubs I, of I was I was always uh, torn with this song about it is a good song. But yeah, it is a touch boring. It's one that I don't know, I, I never find anything new in it. It's very radio it's just, friendly. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I this wasn't a was this a single? No. Um, which is weird because like, I think because the choruses or it, it doesn't have a lot of diversity in it. Like it never like a swear word goes anywhere particular. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a swear word in it. There is a swear. Like, is, is this, oh, there's a couple on 10. Um, but this one, this album definitely like gets a little blue if you're talking, you know what I'm talking about, but, um, <laughs> with the uh, lyrics there, <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, this one, um, I love the overdubs, like the vocals, like especially in the, the like, towards the end there where they've got, uh, well, I think they've got three of them singing from what I can tell. And like Stone's very much like in the in the one side and you got Jeff in there too. Um, I, I do like how, I, I don't think they really utilize the backup vocals until, what, No Code? And um, uh, I feel like it would even be yield before, yeah, that stuff came in. Yeah, like, and it's good. Like, it's good when you see them like utilizing like that sort of stuff of the band. But um, and definitely, obviously, even more when um Matt Cameron joins because can't take the microphone away from that guy. Um, no, you cannot. <laughs> oh, by the way, I saw um, you know how I like that uh, grunge bible um Instagram. They show they uh... yeah. You haven't mentioned that for a month or two now. Shut up. Um, no, they just they showed interesting clips. Um, so Soundgarden, <laughs> the reformed Soundgarden in 2016 or 2015 or something like like pretty pretty like um, close to when before Chris uh, uh, Chris died, um, playing outshined at the NFL opening day. It was just fucking weird. <laughs> It was like a, oh, I didn't know about that. It was like an NFL opening day, and there's like this. It's this stage, and I'm pretty sure it's like a bright white stage, and Soundgarden are playing, and they're not playing like they're playing outshined. And I was like, oh, well, that's you know, it's a good song and stuff. But like, man, it's just weird. And like, yeah, it's uh, it was. What it was would a, they play though? What Soundgarden song would suit NFL? Yeah, true. Maybe outshined is the one that you would do, but um. <laughs> and this one's off our yeah, latest album it's like no 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 don't do that <laughs> we're glad that you're still making albums but don't don't do that that's um, true 
Yeah. Uh, so let's let's move on to rats. Um, I love rats. I played this as my performance piece in uh, high school to get a. Uh, I think it was a. I got an A, not an A plus, but I got an A for it. Um, chunky. You know, I can. Yeah. Before you even bring it up, I've always noted, noticed the bass in this song. Ah, cool. Yeah, they do have a bass in so, there. Get, get me an award <laughs> or some sort of medal, please. I, I know there's bass in this. Wow. Uh, yeah. You're the um. Uh, and listening to it again, I don't. Uh, uh, it's 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 still good. I I still like it. I um, I'm not sure about the Ben, the Ben part at the end, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, because I mean I can't believe they didn't get sued for it. Like, well, they didn't do any like I don't know about the rights or anything like that because it is based on that um, uh, the Michael Jackson song, but um, and and a weird sort of um. It's a nod to like an obscure sort of horror movie, I think, about rats called Ben. Um, I I wonder what the conversation was where I think adding the the Michael Jackson part live would have been oh, yeah. fun and make sense. That the makes fact sense. They've recorded it and released it. Yeah. I find that odd. I don't know how that would have come about or who would have been like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's let's go with that. It's Dave or Stone. People will get it. <laughs> let's, let's blame Dave or Stone. Although, amazingly, so not every Pearl Jam fan I came across, but there was many that did not pick up on the end of that song. Really? Because I, once upon a time, got to see them play this, and I was very giddy afterwards because I was a young giddy fanboy, and Eddie Vedder was just saying, Ben, the two of us need look no more, and my <laughs> yeah. name is Ben. Yeah. And I got quite excited. And a group of people afterwards are saying, what are you talking about? No, he didn't. What? Having no idea that that's the last lines of the song. What do they think it was? <laughs> um, I also liked, um, and this proves because I, I reckon about 1994 was the Knicks-Houston NBA Finals. Um, we'll when he says... That. When he says a large one's feet, licks the dirt off a large one's yeah. feet. And, like, you know that it's, like, a, a larger ones, but, like, it, it, the way he says it it's so quick is, is definitely, like, the center from the Houston Rockets, um, Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> and I was just like... Yeah, and he must have meant that, sure. Oh, definitely, definitely. Like, he, he drops um, uh, basketball references, like, way more than what people uh, would think, I think. So, yeah. Like um, their waves. Yeah. <laughs> the other um, thing that he likes to reference. The waves, yeah. I Wait. actually really enjoy the story. I guess, is it a, it's not really a story, but I don't know. It, it, they're not great lyrics, but I really enjoy them. I don't know why. It's kind of a weird I think song. it's just a, a good narrative and a good description of rats' yeah. lives. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what what the backstory is about the song. I don't know, like, whether he's just like, <laughs> I just need a song with this groove. Um, yeah. Uh, or if he's just upset at the state of the... Like, the lines, uh, they don't scam, don't fight, don't oppress and equals given rights, starve the poor so they can be well fed. 
Yeah. It's obviously a political statement at the state of the world and the fact that people lower down just get trotted on. I do remember a... Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I do remember a uh, an Adelaide show where many people brought a picture of a, of a rat to the show and Eddie acknowledged it on stage but then said, nah. <laughs> I was just like... What? Good choice. But I was like... It was the only time I was like, um, I was like, I understand that like maybe you don't want to do it or whatever, but like, what's the hurt? What's the harm? Like seriously, you don't. It's not like you need certain instruments to play. It's like it's all it's all a normal tuning. Just fucking do it. Dance, monkey dance. <laughs> I, I I was given one of those signs to hold up. Did you refuse? <laughs> and I didn't want to hold it up because I didn't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Did you sit down? I'm sure that I was not the deciding factor in him saying no. It's like, oh, no, well, I, the- I was doing the like the throat cutting sign, and, and then, like, don't do it. And then he's just like, oh, well, if the uh, person I'm singing to every time I play it, <laughs> it doesn't want me to play it, then I'm not going to play it. <laughs> oh man, if I was name- being a selfish, snobby joke. Like, no, I- I've already heard this. Play something else. Uh, you're being a Pearl Jam fan, is what That's you're what doing. Pearl Jam fans are like, yep. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's definitely. It definitely belongs to the album, but it's definitely a uh, a, a side B. Um, probably could have been pushed down a little bit because I think the next song, "Elderly Woman," uh, possibly um, one of the best songs of all time, and s- so weird that it wasn't a single. Um, I believe it was. It was also featured on the um, the Go single um, as a, as a B side to that, it- but. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's one of their best ever. It's one of their nicest ever. I'll give it that. This could have been their better man. Like, I reckon if they released this instead of Dissident, I reckon that would have got like heaps and heaps of um, of, of airplay. Um, we should also that's probably why they didn't. <laughs> we should also address the uh, the better man in the room. Um, it was recorded uh, for this session, but then. Uh, you, you got the story. It was it was vetoed by Eddie, or uh, I think actually the majority of the band, because Brendan or one of the producers got really excited, saying that this song is going to be a hit, and everyone <laughs> except Dave? Dave was like, no. "Was it Dave? Was <laughs> this going to be the first single, guys? What? What? <laughs> yeah, he probably would have been really excited about it. It's like you think it's a hit, yeah, and everyone else said, "Okay, let's just put this in the bin." So it's like anything that he likes, we hate. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. If I, it was I've that... actually never found out if he liked Glorified G or not. Oh, wait, like Eddie wouldn't even go to his fire. Eddie wouldn't even fire him himself. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think there was a lot of communication going on in the band uh, with Dave. Yeah. Um, uh, I wonder if the version that they recorded was that one with the weird um, rim tapping at the start. That the you know the early live versions it started off yeah. first. I, I bet it was that, and I'm glad that. It, although, as much as I don't like the uh, the organ at the start of the recorded Vitology version, but we'll get to that in a couple of years' time. But yeah, next um, year, next year. No, it's '95, isn't it? No, it's '94. Yes, it is. Uh, so, Ellie Woman. Um, I mean, I just want to say hello. Uh, I don't think you could ask for a better live moment than a bunch of people in the crowd, light shining on them, hands in the air. Oh, man. Oh, man. 
Hello. Oh, man. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> man, imagine if he did that. That would be amazing. That would make, make uh, my life. Uh, that would make my would. life just like... Surely just he's like done it once. Dropping City Slickers jargon into a song. Um, Let's go on to Leash. You'd have to have done it once. They've played this song so many times. Oh, yeah. Hello. Okay. <laughs> um, so let's go to Leash. Uh, Leash is a weird song. Like Leash is a good song. I don't know if it's their song. What's What's weird about it? Uh, like uh, it's fine. I like it. Um, I, I disagree. Just, I just don't know whether it's. I think it's Eddie. Uh, showing his punk roots. But like when they um, when they cover the Clash or Dead Boys, like he's really into it, but I'm not sure the rest of them are. <laughs> um, Doesn't yeah, that I don't know. bass do it for you? That intro? Oh man, like the, the song's fine. The song's great. I just don't know whether. Um, uh, and then they didn't play it a lot. Like it was one of those ones that everyone always asked for, but like never got. Um, and it was, I think it was around it the It disappeared ten- for a long time. Yeah. I think it was around the 10 a very days. long time. Because um, I remember a couple of bootlegs I had from 91 had like a version of Leash on it. I think they even played it at that Pink Pop festival um, in uh, 92. Uh, but so it's been around for a bit. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's not, I mean, it's not a punk song, but like the lyrics are very sort of, um, I don't know. Less finesse than like the usual, uh, but maybe like I don't know. Maybe I'm being over. I'm over analyzing. I don't know. Um, well, you're wrong for a start because it's an excellent song. Um, I, I don't really know what else I can say about it rather than uh, it's yeah one of their best. Okay, so I'm not right. sure what your problem is. Yeah, yeah, it's me. <laughs> um. <laughs> Indifference. Uh, yeah, actually, I don't know what it is about it. Like the the lyrics aren't outstanding musically. It's not. I think it's verses deep for me. So yeah. I think I might have put deep at number one on ten. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't think you can. But deep is very high. I don't know whether you should mention leash in the same sentence as deep, but uh, okay. Ooh, I'm fighting words now. <laughs> okay. Um. So this is uh, indifference was their uh, set closer for many a year. Um, I love this song so much. Uh, I've never, I've never heard it live. Um, how? Because when I started singing, they weren't doing it as a set closer. Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's upsetting. I've got a story about this one. Um, so <laughs> I was with, um, uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Amy, I was at her place. Uh, this is like 2000 and go for 2001 2002 she was living in this house this share house um with a lesbian and they had like these very (laughs) the reason that doesn't matter but like they had these parties where it was like mostly lesbians there and i but i was allowed (laughs) but i was allowed to be there um they seem to (laughs) they seem to not mind me it's probably whatever for whatever reason and like they'd have these jam sessions so one night um i'm there and um, I'm the the only guy there, <laughs> and um, which is fine. It's uh, that, but the thing is, 
they they're like, oh, you can play bass, get on the bass, and 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 like, and what they would do is like they'd just do like a groove, and then like everyone would gradually start like joining in on their instruments and stuff like that. So I got on the bass, and I was like, oh fuck, I don't know what to do. So I started just doing the indifference bassline, and then they were like, oh yeah, this is really good, good bassline. Yeah. Um. No one knew that it was indifference by Pearl Jam, <laughs> and there was a point where it was like, um. Oh, like, and they were like, this this jam, it was like one of those ones that went on for like 17 minutes. It was like fucking, and I just kept doing that same thing over and over. And like, as a baseline for a jam, it's really good because all you're doing <laughs> is going from E to D, E to D. And like, that just gives so much. There was like someone on guitar just like, you know, doing nice little solos and stuff. There was someone on keyboard. There was a, couple, a bunch of other instruments and stuff like that. So <laughs> that, it, it, it finally sort of, petered out and stuff like that and everyone's like oh that's good like that's you started really good ba- like jam there it's amazing and the next day like i was hanging out with with my friend and she's like that was a pell jam song wasn't it and i was like don't <laughs> and i was like don't tell the other lesbians <laughs> they liked it and i don't want to i don't want to lose my cool standards and she's like i won't tell them but man <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> So, there's a pocket uh, of of, uh, of all the lesbians to be friends with. You had uh, to be friends with the one lesbian that knew a Pearl Jam song, <laughs> and I don't think she knew what it was. She just she just goes because like, we must. She must have just heard me listen to it. She's like, "That's a Pearl Jam song." Like, I'm just glad she didn't say it on the night because I my I would have just be like, "Just grab my bass and go." Uh, <laughs> I'll see you later, ladies. Uh, I'm not part of the cool thing anymore. So. Um, Either so, yeah. that, or she just knew you so well that you were not creative <laughs> enough to come up with something fresh, and just stabbed in the dark. Oh, look! I think it was an amalgamation of all those things. <laughs> she probably didn't want to. <laughs> probably didn't want to make me feel uh, uncomfortable in front of her friends. Probably didn't. Probably would have to do with like, uh, did you bring the Pearl Jam boy to our to our to our jam? <laughs> Get him out of here. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, indifference. Uh, I can uh, look. I'm going to scream my lungs out till it fills this room. Is just so good. It's just amazing. Um, I would like to have. I know this is a common theme of like wanting younger people to watch and listen to these things now. Yeah, I know. Just looking at the lyrics or reading them, it's just a bunch of cliches all yeah. tacked together. But it doesn't feel like that at all to but me. It's the original, and cliche. I know that's extreme bias. It was the original. It was the original cliche. This is what all the other ones like. Cliche. I would say like this is like the. This song would be like more responsible for Creed and places and, and bands like bands like that than any other song. Like it's just like it's like oh, I can do that. I don't know. Was were song lyrics always like this? I'm sure they didn't um, start this trend. I think there was. Am a I just cer- noticing it now? I think there was a certain um. Uh integrity to his even if it wasn't the song you're listening to he's done enough in every other song for you to be okay to take that ride and go all right like and maybe like you know it's a bit sort of um generic sort of thing but like when you say it because of like you know these connections i've had for these other songs i will i won't think of it as generic i'll think of it as like heartfelt do you know what i mean uh and when they when they play this and the house lights come up like mm. midway through, oh man, chilly willies. I don't even know from it's a good uh, time. 
I don't know from videos. I haven't actually experienced it myself, but it's fine. I don't. I'm not intentionally trying to be a snob or a dick. Obviously, like watching a video is not the same as being there. But you're a Pelican. Uh, fan, that so goes without <laughs> saying. It's different. It's it carries a lot of weight when you're there in that moment, yeah. and I know that's probably different for me as well. Because um, this is basic. I shouldn't be comparing songs from previous albums to the one we're on, but <laughs> so Leash is versus Deep, and yeah, this is release basically. Yeah. Um, I did bring my indifference sign with the rat signs, but it was just got like mixed up and stuff like that. It was just, I probably spelled it wrong too. So <laughs> that's a In, long word. Indifference. <laughs> and then he looks out in the crowd, and amongst his the two hundred songs that they have in their catalog, forgets that one is called Indifference, and he's like, oh, "This guy seems pretty indifferent about the show. <laughs> Maybe we should pick it up a notch." He's like, "I'm indifferent." <laughs> Thanks for the note. <laughs> we'll do better next time. Goes back to H, just like guys. We really this is second encore. We got we got to kick it up. Let's do last exit. It's not like like it's like. <laughs> Let's Stone's do release like, instead of indifference tonight. And Stone's like, can we play Mankind? No. <laughs> <laughs> Been working on this ditty. It's almost uh, a song. Um, that bit in um. Imagining Cornice where they're working out the encore and Stone's talking, but no one's listening to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Stone's life. It's like, it's like, I feel, uh, that's when I almost feel sorry Even when for he's him. responding to people, no one listens to him. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, you sing a lot of backup and everyone's just like, It's yeah, funny because he, he used to run that entire band and then at some point he just, he became the drummer. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. I think um, uh, maybe sometimes Eddie just looks at him and was like, "Dave Ebrews eats." He's like, "Oh, I know what happens if I watch, if I talk out of tune." <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna be the new Ebrews? Well, who's gonna fire Stone though himself? <laughs> oh man. Um, so let's let's uh, anyway, top five, huh? Top five, yeah. Um, we'll we'll, we'll yeah. Well, oh, it's getting on. Um, I can get my kids to bed. <laughs> so I'm gonna go for number five. five. Uh, I probably will go. See, I I, I had them, but with our end of year list, it's 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 changing all the time. Um, but I'm gonna start off with uh, blood as my number five. Um, it's uh, mostly because, like, yeah, when I when I when I actually realised it was on the album. <laughs> When I got the actual full album, <laughs> um, it's just it's one that's always I, I, it finds its way into a lot of my um, playlists. It's just um, yeah, it's 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 a banger. It's um, it's great live. Um, yeah, uh, Blood's my, my number five. Blood would probably be my number six because Ooh. it just gets beaten out by rats. Ooh, okay. Because it's just. It's kind of fun. It's different. It's still a good song. It, uh, I don't know. It's just it's a bit different. I, I rarely skip it when I listen to this album. Okay, well that's good because Rats, Rats is my number four. Oh so, yeah, I, I felt like I had to defend myself for a moment there. No, no, Rats, not. Rats is on there. Um, um, if anything, just for baseline. Um, and I playing that song as a, uh 
performance piece, I play that song a lot. <laughs> it's tattooed to my brain. I could pick up a bass right now and I could like play that entire song um, by memory, just by muscle. Does that memory. not make you dislike it more though? Is it nah. like having overdone it at all? No, but I will say that um, I think I mentioned on my on a ten one. I did even flow as another performance piece, and I can't stand that song. But yeah, um. <laughs> moving away from weird songs, my number four is daughter. Ah, because it's just so good. And it another is. one that I've not got tired of. That I probably, if it was any other song, you would be tired of it. The amount it's been played, the amount I've heard it, uh, but it just doesn't. It's just everything about that song holds pretty strongly. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. Um, it's it's definitely one that can, it, it I I will probably say it's their best single. Um, uh, but yeah, it, also the first instance of actually, I don't know how often he's done it since or before this. Uh, intentionally misheard lyrics or misspoken with the violins and violence. Yeah, yeah. Which, as a kid, I thought that was insanely clever, and. Apparently yeah, about a um, like that before. Apparently about a girl who's um, uh, disabled. Um, he sort of said he said in his view where um, they just sort of started like really finding out. And this is like ninety three. They only just start, st- started working out like um, uh, how to sort of track these mental and physical disabilities in in children and stuff, and uh, how they were sort of just swept aside before that and. Um, yeah, so it's a yeah, yeah. Um, got a lot, got got that other layer to it that like, I mean, arguably most other songs in the charts would would just aspire to. So, um, my number three is Rivy Mirror. Oh, mm. interesting. Yes. Did we not uh, use the word boring for this earlier? Or was that just me? <laughs> But I have so many memories of playing this with my first band and um, it's just a song that stood out to me. Um, it's one of the first Pearl Jam songs I learned to play in full. Like it's just, yeah, again, um, uh, nostalgia probably plays a heavy hand, but it's 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 there. So yeah, River Mirror for number three for me. Fair choice. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's in my top 10, but you know. To each their own. <laughs> uh, my number three is joint with number two and one. Uh, it's very hard to divide these songs. Uh, yep. But based purely on emotional attachment being less is WMA. Oh, number three. It's, okay. It's very, very good, but I don't have... I'm not of colour, so I don't relate entirely to what he's like i've seen it and i've heard about it um and i love his passion and aggression and the storytelling in it yeah it doesn't speak to me at any deeper level okay but it's amazing like having finding this song when i was 15 or 16 after listening to pop music and whatever else my family and kids at school were hearing having like just drums basically drive a song Mm. like oceans kind of did as well don't was yeah just was unreal yeah all right um now don't ruin it by mentioning oceans wrong with oceans um, we, we we covered this um now the rest of it, like my number two and one and two like i remember i 
I know that I talked a lot about going animal being great, like great and all stuff like that. Um, but I find if I'm really ranking these songs of this album, they don't get into my top five, um, which is, you know, it's like, it's fine. Um, so what's left? Well, number two is Daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's so fine. Daughter, um, for me, it's like, um, uh, I I would even say that like there's um not not emotional but like it's that sort of uh, hairs on the back of your neck prickle up still sometimes um when he yeah. when he yells when he yells rise above rise above and just um yeah I just yeah um it's it's just something that um I, I liked having that on the radio consistently at that time like of something of that caliber that was that seemed to be for me and wasn't like you know um the other shit that's on the radio at the time like it's it was it was good it was mine but it was also yeah like we said like it's, it's that one level better of being like a deep decent song too so yeah yeah like in a way it's just like a radio pop song but it's it's got so much more to it yeah 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 all right number two for you good choice Thanks. Um, I'm going to give it to Leash. Oh shit! Okay, cool. Again, I don't know. I don't know how or why. I love this song so fucking much. <laughs> um, hey, don't swear just because they swear in the song. <laughs> it just. It it just. Uh, I don't even know what the words are. Um, I think the kids say it slaps. But <laughs> it's it's a grade A banger for me, yep. and I had always liked it. I had always thoroughly enjoyed it, but in so 1994 they stopped playing this song. Okay, they played it once in 2006. Sorry, uh, yeah, 2006 it came back. You got the stats. They played it in Boston. I do have stats. But I don't need them because I was waiting to go and see them. I was in upstate New York with a friend. I was about to go to three shows. Okay. They had two Boston shows and a New Jersey show. Oh, was that the Massachusetts shows? Where and they, they played like... it at those three shows. Oh, okay. Right. Yep. Okay. Oh, no. That was 2003. Okay. That, yeah. That's a good bootleg. Yep. So, yeah. We had a Boston show, then, a Jer- then two Jersey shows. Not the okay. other way around. Sorry. And I was due to see them the three shows after that. And I was just watching set lists all the time and I saw it come up and all these fans are freaking out online at the shows because I hadn't <laughs> played it in yeah. 12 years. And I was like, how long is this going to go on for? Are they going to, is it going to be every night? Is it just this one night? Is it just two nights? Is it done? Is it going to keep going? <laughs> um, and then they played it to death. <laughs> um, like it wasn't every show there on out, but it was a bit more consistent and I'm still not tired of it. I will still lose my shit when they play that. The kids like swearing. It was Let's amazing. Do it. And do it yes, more. I did. I did. I did see it three nights in a row, and it was glorious. I would use it because that would be the um, right act tour. Yeah. Uh, no, this was the avocado tour. Okay, because I was thinking. Well, I'll even extend to that. I reckon that song fits more with right acts and avocado than it does to verses, like in ferocity and like because like that's when they were doing a bit more sort of that um i don't know that style like it got a little 
he got a little punkier on those albums, like the fast songs and that stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I I could see it. Yeah, it definitely fits with Avocado. Um, yeah. What was that? The Pull that next to shoot song. I forgot the name of. Uh, Comatose. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Pull that next to Comatose and Mark. And the or like, in- yeah. Interchange those two. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Leash is number two. Um, because it's fucking sick. Well, my number one now makes me feel <laughs> like I shouldn't be putting it number one because I am not its target audience, but it's WMA. <laughs> um, oh. This song... Uh, wow, some big exclusions from the top five here. Yeah, well, the thing is... And here's my reason. Um, I applaud its um, audacity to be on an album, of a, a, like a, a second album of a band that's only going to go up and they just did this is just seems to be something like so unique to them and so unique to um to to their sound and a political statement which they weren't like totally um I mean not that they didn't hide it but they weren't like as forthright as they were like when Riot Act or something came out like it was it was still yeah, a bit sort of yeah. more cryptic sort of thing but like um I love it. I've, it's the song I probably replay most off this album. Um, I've, I've loved it from the start. I love playing the. It's one. It, it's the same bass playing over and over, and I still like playing it. And I'll play it the, the entire way through. It's like a. It's, a, it's nearly a. I think a seven minute song. It's Not long just, enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. So w, WMA is my number one. Fine choice. Thanks. Um, I'm quite shocked. I thought for a minute we're going to have the same number one. And now I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, being versus version of release. Yeah. Um, and just having it live, it just it cuts right through you. If maybe you if I've seen it live, it. maybe I've seen it, if I've seen it live, would have been <laughs> in there. But, uh... Probably, but even not just as a kid having this like headphones on your bed, mm. thinking that life is hard and you're sad. Uh, yeah, it just it just does it. I don't know. I will never tire of this song. Yeah, uh, I should have a cliche there, like Eddie. <laughs> it's it's probably number. I, I could interchange that with Blood. It could be number six, but yeah. Um, it took me it took me a while to but work out not, this list. It? No, it's not. No, it took me a while because I was like, yeah, um, like Go was on there um, originally, and Go is gone. Go Go went. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it's just, um, it is quite hard when this is, these are songs that like are just ingrained, they're tattooed into your memory and it's like, well now pick, pick five of them. And it's like, well, I, I'm going to shock you here, Paul. Mm-hmm. I didn't already have five written up before this, <laughs> <laughs> that but doesn't, doesn't shock me that you didn't do any prep for this episode. <laughs> I did some prep. I listened to it a lot, yeah. uh, but I have. No qualms about my top five. I decided on them basically from when we said doing a top five. I knew what it was going to be, and I've not changed my mind. Mm-hmm. But the fact that WMA, Leash, and Indifference are near enough equal first, yeah, it's purely emotional attachments that divide them. Yeah. Okay. I'm very happy with my list. Uh, so yeah, that is that is versus. Um, uh, 
always glad to cover this um and uh, yeah I, I thought Vitology was 95 but yeah we get to do this next season too for um what some call the most polarizing pill jam release ever i'm not sure like uh i remember at the time this is this is where old pill jam and new pill jam is born i think yeah yeah um and then we'll just keep going uh through the 90s and uh yeah but um yeah if you want to get in touch with us it's a uh, living in pod at gmail.com uh check us out on instagram do you have anything else to add uh go listen to verses yeah definitely um if you never heard it um i found myself going down quite the rabbit hole of uh versus tour uh clips on youtube um of differing qualities um uh but yeah uh <laughs> um there's a couple of live versions of wa that are that are quite good um uh but yeah um very interesting time um for them and uh obviously as 94 rolls on we got uh we got their Ticketmaster thing coming up and all sorts of stuff we've got hype remember that movie hype that's coming up um yeah i guess <laughs> um all right uh until, <laughs> until next time we'll see you later bye thank you once again for listening to living in the past got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mildscribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Thanks. Thanks.